Um, we began last week a, a series, a message series called Parables. And we did the introduction last week. Jesus was explaining the purpose behind the parables. Remember, he said, for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, and that theme is going to continue as we look at the first of the many parables that we're going to walk through. It's called the parable of the sower or the parable of the soils. And also along with that, we began our experience together, our spiritual journey called Live the Story. And I've already heard from many of you some of the amazing things that God has been doing in your life, some of the prayers that you've been praying, some of the things that you've been assimilating into your life that looks a little bit different or maybe even a lot different than before. And it's exciting to hear about that. And I just pray it continues. I've been praying for you. I'm praying for our church that this would be such a unique time of you turning the page spiritually, of you um, coming into some places of victory, for God to reveal some things about him to you that would really be meaningful to you and fruitful in your life. So in that spirit, let's bow in prayer, and we're going to look at God's word together. Father, thank you. We praise you. We love you. We ask that you would bless this time together today. Uh, Thank you that you're a good, good father, um, that you just love us uh, beyond our comprehension and um, are so graceful uh, and so faithful. So Lord, help us to tap into what that means for us today. As Jesus tells this parable today, and we look at it, Help us to understand how our hearts and minds can be open to you. Speak to us, God, and help us to listen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, how many of you would say that you're pretty good at gardening? You're a pretty good gardener. You know, you plants, flowers. Come on, keep them up. I want to see you. Okay. Well, okay. Not very many of us, right? My wife, we don't have a green thumb. My wife and I, we don't have green thumbs. We have gangrene thumbs. Plants are on death row when they come to our house. No, we don't do very well with them. Jesus is going to tell, tell a, a parable about a sower, farmer, some seeds, and some soil. And this is going to be very familiar to his hearers. Unlike with us, it's going to be very familiar. In the Sea of Galilee, we went there last summer. The Sea of Galilee is surrounded by beautiful fields. And in fact, as Jesus was telling this parable, it was likely that there were some farmers, some sowers who were broadcasting seed as he told this story. Remember, everyday kind of illustrations about spiritual profound truths. That's what parables are. So look in Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 3. It says this, And he, Jesus, told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up. But since they had no depth of soil, when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear... Let him hear. There's that phrase again. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Here's the theme. It was true last week. It's this week. God is speaking to you and me. God desires to speak to you and me. Do we have ears to listen? Will we be open? Will we be responsive? Will we be receptive? Will we have hearts that are ready to receive what God might want to say to us? And I think there are all kinds of preconceptions that get in the way of that, ruts that we have in our lives. And Jesus is going to talk about the different kinds of receptivity that people have to the Word of God. So in this parable, he talks about a sower or a farmer. 
And of course, that's Jesus. Jesus is the one primarily in this context who is giving God's word in the first century to these people. But it's not just limited to Jesus. It could be anybody who is broadcasting the seeds of God's word to the world. And then you have the seed, of course, that's God's word. Luke tells us explicitly it was God's word. And then you have the soil. What does the soil represent? Well, the soil represents our minds, our hearts, our willingness, um, our attitude of receptivity is the ideal here. So this is all about preparing ourselves to hear God. Again, understanding that God is speaking in the world. He desires to speak to you and to me. Can we hear him? Will we have ears to hear? What must we do to prepare to hear God speak? Let me list them for you. First of all, cultivate an open mind. That's part of the purpose of this parable. Verse 4, And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. The birds came and devoured them. Now, every field, every farm of that day would have a footpath, at least one footpath. In fact, in chapter 12, verse 1, Jesus talked about the disciples walking through the fields, right? So people would walk through fields, and there would be footpaths that would be around these fields. These would be hardened paths. As people and animals walk over them, the soil becomes compacted. It's not fertile. It's not tilled up. It's often narrow. And part of the illustration here is that people can be like that. We could be closed-minded, hard-hearted, narrow-minded kind of people, calloused hearts, hardened hearts, Okay? That's what the path means. So God wants to speak to us, but we don't even give him a chance to. Why? Because we have a closed mind. We're not open. We're not willing to receive what he might want to say. Pride gets in the way. Our hearts are hardened because of pride or maybe even because of fear. But we've made up our mind kind of predisposed that we're not going to listen to God. We're unwilling to listen to him. So what happens? Well, Jesus explains the parable beginning in verse 19. Now, he didn't explain parables often. In fact, I think this might be the only parable he actually explained the meaning of. But down in verse 19, he talks about the meaning of each one of these soils. He says this, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. Now, remember last week, though, because you might read this and think, well, You know, does that mean that they don't understand it because they were confused by the meaning of it? Remember, parables were told as a way of dispelling confusion. (laughs) I mean, it it was a way of kind of uh, uh, putting it in such simple ways that people either rejected it or they accepted it. So this is willful misunderstanding or willful lack of understanding. Understanding, as we talked about last week, is a choice. Those who choose not to understand, well, what happens? The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. So Jesus is saying that those with calloused hearts, those with hard hearts, when the word of God comes their way, they don't receive it. Those are the ones who are the most susceptible to the work of the evil one. Look at the temporary nature of this seed. It falls on the soil, but it doesn't last for very long. Why? Because the heart is hard and it doesn't receive it. The soil doesn't receive it. And the birds come and snatch it away. Satan comes and snatches it away because they were unwilling to receive it. So the hardened path represents what? A closed mind. Folks, I have to want to hear from God. Be eager. Be receptive. Be ready. Be willing. I have to let go of pride to humble myself to receive what God might want to say to me. So first of all, cultivate an open mind. Secondly, Dedicate yourself to endure in it, to endure in God's word. 
It's not just enough to receive it. Jesus is going to illustrate that we must dedicate ourselves to endure in it, to last in it, and to not quit on it. Verses 5 and 6. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately what happens? They sprang up since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, listen to that, since they had no root, they withered away. So superficially agreeing with God's word, superficially acknowledging God's word, but unwilling to assimilate it in my life in such a way that I would actually live the story that God is trying to teach me. So God's word comes and it calls for change in you and me. It challenges us to have faith, but it also challenges us to have courage to walk the, the road that God has for us to walk in God's word, the courage to endure in it. The truth is, folks, some of you are new to faith. I mean, your faith is just blossoming right now. And yet this is the most challenging time of your life. Now, the newness of your faith is powerful and compelling, but, man, things are tough. And the temptation for you is to not to endure in God's word is for you to quit on it, for you to give up. Just to say, oh, you know, I don't know what, I'm just going to turn back. Jesus is saying we must continue on in it. Look what he says in verses 20 and 21 as he explains the meaning. As for what was sown on the rocky ground. And by the way, so the nation of Israel was covered with a, a bedrock of limestone. And so when they would plant fields, they would have to go in and churn up that soil in such a way that all the rocks would be removed. So what the Bible is talking about here is a shallowness to the soil because of the rock that's there. So the shallow soil represents what? A superficial mind. Jesus says it has no root. Immediately it is received with joy, yet he has no root in himself, endures for a while. But when tribulation, listen to this, when tribulation and persecution arises on account of the word, the ideal here is that you will have challenges in your life because you are seeking to obey God's word. Immediately, Jesus would say that one falls away. So a superficial mind is an enemy to enduring in God's word. A superficial type of hearer is the one who hears. It sprouts up immediately, but it doesn't last. And problems come, challenges come, and people tend to quit and fall away. So sometimes, sometimes we hear God and we get all excited about it, right? And we come away feeling really good about it. But maybe we're only superficially moved. And maybe we just react emotionally. And we haven't really put it into practice. We haven't committed ourselves to actually do it. And when challenges come, we tend to give up. Years ago, I was walking through a really, really difficult time in my life. And it was really a part of the calling of God upon my life. It was, it was as a result of me seeking to be obedient. It was a tough, tough time. And I remember my spiritual brother in the faith, the one who led me to Christ, he said to me this, and I've stuck to it in times of doubt. He said, Mike, don't ever doubt in darkness what God has shown you in the light. That's very true. God shows us something. He reveals something to us. He shines light to us. But boy, we face challenges and darkness. We begin to doubt what he said. And if we're not careful, we will quit 
on God's word. So we've got to endure in it. Next, in order to hear from God, we've got to eliminate distractions. Jesus says in verse 7, other seeds fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Listen to that phrase, choke them. That's really good, right? About weeds, about thorns. Jesus is saying a lot of times we miss hearing God. Why? Because our minds are crowded with other thoughts. We have other preoccupations, other things that are weighing on our mind. Remember last week, selective attention disorder? Remember the gorilla in the room? We focus on one thing, we may miss something else. This is the ideal here. That's the picture of the weeds. Jesus explains the parable down in verse 22. He says, as for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world, listen, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Wow. So the thorny weeds, by the way, that's what Jesus is really describing here. He says thorns, but the the literal understanding would be kind of thorny weeds, right? We have some big thorny weeds in Texas. They have some big thorny weeds in Israel. What do those things do? They rise up, they choke out the life of the plants around them. That's exactly what's going on here. So the thorny weeds, the soil with the thorny weeds represents what? A preoccupied mind. Preoccupied with what? Well, Jesus is going to tell us the kinds of weeds that are preoccupying us and that choke the life out of what God wants to do in you and me. What are they? First of all, the cares of the world, the anxieties, the pressures, the stress, the burdens, the worries of the world absolutely choke out us understanding and receiving and focusing on what God is trying to say to us. But here's the other thing, the deceitfulness of riches. Another really good turn of a phrase, deceitfulness of riches. Money, materialism, greed has inherent deceitfulness in it. Lies that it tells us. We started last week Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. We had a great group and a great night. Some of you that were in it just know it was just so um, empowering to hear this kind of truth about managing money and not letting money manage us. I mean, our world has got this whole myth around money, and um, God's word has some things to say about it. Jesus is saying, listen, that deceitfulness of riches can absolutely rob life out of you and me. They're like weeds. Now, let me ask you, how much effort does it take to grow weeds? None. There are weeds in my yard without any effort, without any intentionality, right? Only takes one thing to grow weeds neglect. You neglect your spiritual life, you neglect hearing from God, you preoccupy yourself with other things rather than God and His Word. And what will happen? The cares of the world will overwhelm, the deceitfulness of riches will overwhelm. So we've got to eliminate those distractions. And here's the last thing. We have to cooperate with what it says. Cooperate with what God's word says. In other words, we have to have a willingness to heed it and to obey it, to put it into practice. Verse 8, 
Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Wow. He's describing the good soil, the receptive heart. Look at the meaning down in verse 23. As for what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. Now, Mark, in the Gospel of Mark, describes the same parable that Jesus told. He uses the phrase, accepts the word. He who hears it and accepts the word. Luke tells the same story of Jesus' parable here. Luke uses the phrase, holds to the word. So hears the word and holds to it, stays fast in it. He hears it, accepts it, holds to it, okay? That one is the one Jesus says, he indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another 60, and in another 30. Now, I don't know how much you know about farming, but farmers would be very happy with a tenfold return on their crop. In Israel, I think the average I read is five to sevenfold return is a good, healthy return on a crop. Jesus is describing 30, 60, 100-fold. He's talking about the fruit that is produced in a life that is receptive and open to God. It says, God, here I am. The answer is yes. What is the question? I'm willing, I'm open, I want your word. Some of you are just like that. I appreciate that so much about our church. You know, sometimes we, we really get in there, don't we? We dig in the heart. You guys have always said, man, Mike, bring it on. It's uncomfortable sometimes hearing truth from God's word, but we need it. We want it. That's just the kind of church we are, the kind of people you are. That receptivity it has such potential. Jesus is saying that a receptive heart like that, the good soil, the fertile soil, he says the possibilities are unimaginable, 30, 60, 100 fold. The potential of a life like that that would open their heart and mind to God's word is just unimaginable. And it yields fruit. And the quality of that fruit is just amazing. So the good soil, what does it represent? The good soil represents a willing mind. A willing mind. And guys, I want to challenge you each and every Sunday when you come here to hear God's word or you hear it at home when you read it that you challenge yourself to have an open, willing, receptive mind. And it challenges assumptions. It cuts to the quick. But to say, God, I'm going to have the faith to trust you in your word and to be open to it. Sometimes it challenges me to get out of my comfort zone, but I want to be open to it. God, the answer is yes. Teach me, Father. Well, Jesus would say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let me ask you. Do you have ears to hear? Are you open? Are you receptive to God and his word? You see, I think part of what Jesus is teaching here is that I'm not so sure God reveals himself to those who are just kind of casual comers and goers to his word. I'm not so sure God reveals his wills to those who just want to consider it and vote on it. But I tell you what, those who go to God and say, God, I'm open. He is speaking. So you say, well, I haven't heard from God in a long time. Are you open to hearing from him? Are you willing 
is there, some, is there a distraction? Is there a preoccupation? Is there, some, is there a calloused heart? Are you unwilling to obey something that he's already revealed to you? What is the reason for your deafness? I would say to you, it's not because God's not speaking. He said, we have to develop eyes to see and ears to hear. So, in this series, we've told you that we're going to mark out time in every worship service as a way of us living the story, as a way of kind of launching us into the week to live the story, right? It's not just about this time. It's about you going out from here and saying, I'm going to live. Jesus is teaching stories of the kingdom of God. I'm going to seek to live the story of the kingdom of God in my life. And we've challenged you toward praying and toward maybe fasting. We've challenged you toward sharing your faith. We've challenged you toward um, just putting yourself in a position where you can hear from God. And that's what we want to do today. We want to give you an opportunity. We live such hurried lives. It's likely that some of you ran into this room today, hurried this morning, getting the kids ready and getting here on time and craziness. But stop and to open ourselves in silence to say, God, I'm here and I'm willing. We want to give you that opportunity this morning. We've carved out some time in this worship service for a guided prayer time. All right. You can pray right there at your seat if you want. If you're uncomfortable, we don't want you to feel pressured to do something you're not comfortable doing. This is a time for you. So you can pray there in your seat, meditate, contemplate, pray. We want you to feel the freedom to go in the room and pray with someone else in the room, a friend of yours, spouse. Go and pray with them if that's what the Lord lays on your heart. We're going to have our pastors and elders up here at the front. And they're going to sit here on the stage. And if you want someone to pray with you and for you, you just come right up as Chad plays and the worship team plays. You can sit here with them. They will pray for any kind of special burden that you have, any kind of need that you have for God to speak to you, any kind of freedom that you want to experience. Or if you want to come up here to the front and simply kneel and pray by yourself here. Again, feel the freedom to respond as the Lord leads you. And as you pray, think about the soils. Think about praying along the lines of these different soils to pray, God, I pray that my heart would not be callous towards you. God, I pray that I would get rid of my pride, my fear. God, I pray I'm not hard-hearted. God, I pray I've not grown so calloused and insensitive to your leading in my life. God, help me from that. God, help me not to have a superficial faith, a shallow faith, where I get all excited on Sunday morning, but I walk out the room, and it all changes for me. God, help me to live my faith in reality. God, help me to resist the schemes of the evil one, Some of you are going through challenges right now. You say there's more than material or financial or physical challenges. They're spiritual in nature. You you get this sense there's some spiritual things that are going on. This would be the time for you to ask God to protect you from the work of the evil one. Be the time for you to remove distractions. God, I know that this is distracting me. This care of the world, this anxiety that I feel, this pressure that I feel, it is absolutely robbing me of my ability to see anything else in my life. 
And God, I lay this at your feet, this care, this burden, this deceitfulness of riches. And God, make my heart good soil. That's what we want to give you the opportunity to pray today. Let's bow in prayer. I'll lead us in prayer. Chad and the worship team are going to come and play, and we're going to have a few minutes for you to respond as the Lord leads you. Father, thank you. I pray that um, that we would not just walk through the motions, Lord. I pray, Father, that um, we would be able to stop in this moment to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, to have a moment where we look beyond this earth to you. We see what a good, good father you are. We see your desire, Father. I I can't imagine. I have such desires for my children. I can't imagine the desires that you must have in your heart for us that we are blind to. The things that you want to straighten out in our lives, the the depth of faith that you want to grow, but we're preoccupied and we're shallow. We're hard-hearted and prideful. God, break in and break through. Help us to do business with you right now. And I pray that many would turn a page this morning. They, They could look back upon this morning say that this was the day that they gave up the fight. They yielded themselves unto you. So Lord, bless this time. We give it to you in Jesus' name.